Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Hello, hello. Hello. Happy Friday, everyone. Guys, you made it through another week. Made it through another week and fucking hell. Another week, another day. Every week is the same at this point. I'm like, time is just happening and I'm a kind of a part of it, but also not. Also, I had a moment where I was like, time is moving faster than ever. And it's not just like me getting older and feeling like time moves fast. That definitely is a part of it. But I was also like, time is moving faster. Like, I know that to be true. And then it turned out that time actually is moving faster because like we lost like a millisecond or like some sort of second. I was like... I'm right. When I'm right, I'm right. And I just knew it. I could sense it. 
No, I, that's funny. I was, I was literally just going to be like, well, you're onto something because they, I think they're saying it's like a reverse leap year or something at some point, which is really wild. Like it's all going to build up and then we're just going to start losing days, weeks, months, years until we come down to truly zero. And this like new telescope is really freaking me out, but in a great way. But I truly think we're going to see back into the beginning of time from this telescope. I feel like that's where we're headed is to like, see, like it's like picturing like the very last star in the universe, like it captured or like in the galaxy or the edge of what we know to be scientifically as the universe. And I was like, when you go back that far, you're going back to the The beginning, beginning, the void. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Also, I'm like, I guess humans just need to see that for themselves but i'm also like i know that so can we move can we just move on to like something else are you in a place of i don't i don't want to see that no i want to see it i love this space stuff don't get me wrong but i also think it's like garish and disgusting that people are like traveling to space or like populating you can like buy a ticket to like fly to space when the earth is like dying like that yeah. kind of those kinds of resources should be like put back into the earth and like the falling space garbage really also is freaking me out the future is literally rich people going to space and poor people staying on earth getting killed by just like falling space garbage from like rich people's space flights yeah i mean if we should be like using that money to spend on like solving like hunger and the water shortage and like making green farming (laughs) making new teeth for homeless people (laughs) i mean just it's or like using that to actually spend money on like colonizing other planets that will you know what i mean like actually not just like ego flights to space i don't even think we should colonize other planets i think that we should fix earth i think we should do both i think we should stop deforestation and like work on like alternative energy sources and like really focus down on like fixing earth before like just moving on to suck the resources out of another planet but also like take the fucking do photo shoots i i would love to do a photo shoot at the very edge of the galaxy i want to get my headshots done in that balloon that's going to like the stratosphere the bar balloon Mm -hmm. the balloon that costs like six figures just to go like have a drink like that's sick to me that people like it's it's just it's all it's troubling that's the future liberals want (laughs) it might be i just wanted to really talk about speaking of very rich the house of hammer trailer came out yes the discovery plus docuseries exploring the hammer family and armies fall from grace and the trailer's amazing anytime i hear those voice messages of army in the dms being like i really want to suck your femur it just kills me because his voice is just like big and dumb and deep and it just makes everything he says sound funnier even though it's horrifying i continue to be not horrified really by this whole story like i i am waiting to actually be like very horrified and coming up very dry like i'm interested to see what his that family member has to say because i i do think there 
is a really interesting perspective of like generationally these men in our family are really fucked up and like sick in the head and that's interesting to me yeah but the the rest of it i'm kind of like take or leave it yeah i'm like what are you telling me that i don't already know like i already have read all these text messages that you showed in the preview like i've heard all the descriptions like it's like you're just recounting you're literally just like making a master google document of like every link to everything that's already come out so just feels a little bit sus and i'm in a place of so you say (laughs) some of the girls that they're interviewing i'm like okay well it's not like you were kidnapped and forced to do any of this like this was this is like consensual sex i'm just curious to watch i think i've become like a discovery plus devotee you're a discovery plus ambassador i'm a discovery plus gay i'm watching um what is it oh british 90 day fiance might even be better than american the brits do a really good job of compelling there's a new jacob already british gq profile and it's just one of those like insane celebrity puff pieces and him just looking like kind of gay in like photos and the poll quotes are just amazing He's a real actor, according to him. He's like an actor who got really famous and whose career is like just starting. And I think Brad Pitt like paved the way for these, like for men to get femme in photo shoots. But I'm almost like this is starting to get a little bit boring. It is boring. One of his poll quotes was like, the minute I did a play in school, I was called gay. It's like, okay cool yeah join the club join the fucking club literally everyone was called gay (laughs) (laughs) show me someone literally who grew up in our generation that wasn't called gay at some point in their lives at school for doing far less than joining a play but i get it it's like he needs publicity to like keep the train going and it's like it's interesting because there's not much he's so young that there's not much to say about him that truly is compelling because he hasn't lived enough of a life to like have truly compelling experiences so it's like okay you did like a teen movie you got a bunch of instagram followers you've dated some famous women and like you're working in other movies so like the most compelling thing we can say about you is that people called you gay when you decided to be in the drama club and you're really hot you're really really hot and like that's all we really know i love that bean is like well his publicity i know his pr team's like (laughs) well just they're working hard i love like i didn't graduate high school like i was just like that's the real two i was like didn't graduate high school i was like (laughs) but i love to read i was like okay so you say (laughs) i just love i just love these like I mean, it's, it's been happening, but it, it's, it's such a, I think, modern celebrity thing, like of just like the celebrity propaganda profile where it's like these people, these young people have just been chosen and we're just having to like endure. Like, I'm like, okay, I have to like pretend that I think this guy is talented. Okay. The talent remains to be seen. Mm. I believe that he really wants to be talented and I'm like, you're hot enough to where it 
kind of doesn't really matter. Like a hundred percent. Do you could do a version of what you do in Euphoria for the rest of your career and be really successful. And, yeah, and it, and can have it considered widely to be talent. Yeah, and that that is talent in a way, but it's also like I'm, you know, these these quotes him being like. Every time I approach my character, I imagine that everyone is capable of killing and how weird that is. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think about that when I'm at CBS and people are yelling at like the pharmacist and I'm like, it could go either way with one of these people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not cool. Welcome to life. It was definitely like a glimpse into just like a 25 year old's mind that like just hasn't had a lot of lived experience quite yet or like whatever it is he wants to share. And that kind of ended on that note, which I thought was interesting where it's like, I'm only 25. And I was like, damn, he's like really young. And like, what else would we expect him to say? Like, he's not going to have anything like groundbreaking to like reveal. No, I'm not. And I wasn't, I'm not expecting a 25 year old to have, I'm just, but the framing of course, cause it's a Mac, like they just frame it. Like he's, once in a generation. <laughs> it's like, okay. I know. It felt like he was trying to snatch wigs. Like Austin Butler's like Elvis wig. I felt like he was like coming for that wig. The wigs are being snatched by the straights. Yeah. I just miss the days of like a juicy celebrity profile. There hasn't been one in ages. No one really gives like, no one's giving it like they used to. Even that gay actor who was in The Real O'Neills and, like, Evan Hansen, and he gave that, like, interview where he just blasted everyone, like, his peers and, like, other gay actor. Like, he just fucking, like... He went in. And it, and he's, like, he was, like, 24 when he said when he did the interview, and I was kind of like, wow, I love this. Ooh, I love that. I'm tired of... I'm, I am a little tired of, like, like you said, like, these male straight-seeming celebrities wearing lipstick <laughs> and we're like this they're coming for a week. i feel like the most transgressive thing you could really do right now as like a male movie star is be like hyper masculine again like unapologetically like deeply mask and own it baby anyways speaking of snatching wigs we have a guest today to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm so excited that she's coming on the pod, blessing us with her presence. We are having kind of a moment today because we're bringing on an incredible guest to discuss Robitch with us. This is a performer, a comedian, an actress with a capital A. I admire her. She's amazing. She's so cool and fucking funny as shit. And she's glam as hell. Please welcome to the stage the iconic, the legendary Natalie Walker. Without further ado, I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Sexy, Sexy Unique, Unique Podcast, Podcast. Beverly Hells Angels. Angels.
I got too excited for the theme song. La 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 la. Go go into your opera journey. Yeah, a true a true fan, a true head. This is my dream. I listen to you all the time. (laughs) I have turned on all of my friends to you. There are other Housewives podcasts in the ether, Bravo podcasts in the ether, and they're never, oh, they're so toothless to me. And so whenever any of my friends start complaining about the output, I always say, you got to listen to SUP. And Chris Murphy has become obsessed recently. Christress is obsessed and was literally like, they say everything I want to be said. And I oh. said, yeah, that's the thing. I love this grassroots marketing. The impressions are so good. It's just, I'm so obsessed with you both. This could not have been a bigger dream come true. And then to actually get to talk about an episode where things happen. I know things are actually... Things are actually going on. I, I just have to like... I have to tell you, praise you as well. Like, I'm such a fan of yours. Your videos are incredible. Lara and I both did a reading of a famous Roni episode with you during the lockdown featuring Alex Better, Z-Way, and a few others. So I feel really grateful that you found the time and you're busy. Those are my favorite things to do. That's where I feel the most in tune as a performer. Like those readings (laughs) are so insane. And that one I feel like was very early core. Yeah. It was like, it was was dark. Incredibly fortifying. It was. And And I really, yeah, it was a reset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you do, don't you, have you done um, like monologues at 54 below of like housewives stuff? Yeah, I do. I do a show, I do a solo show called Mad Scenes that's like about women and psychosis and, (laughs) you know, and just craziness and combining high-low. And so I'll do it, like, I'll do an operatic mad scene and uh, juxtapose it with, like, a Housewives mad scene. And so I'll do, like, a mad scene from Lucia de Lammermoor as Tinsley Mortimer Morning Bambi. Or, like, Ophelia (laughs) Ophelia as Kelly Ben Simone with the jelly beans. Like, all of that stuff. Because I think when Housewives is best, it's women going insane. And that's why we tune in. And that's why we watch. And this episode had a little bit of it. But well, like it took layers. it there. It really took it there. Yeah. But it was sort of watching Rinna do her mad scene. I was like, you oh. are me doing it because you're aware of it. Like the height of Housewives mad scenes are ones where they're completely unself aware. And Rinna is enough of an actor that she's like, if I give myself this panic attack, like this is getting too far into it already. But I'm so excited to talk about this episode. No, it's fine. We like have no real formal like way of going with guests. So we're carving like new pathways, uh, outlining new ways of doing things. Um, so we can, we can start off with talking about Rinna and her lustrous gown, which was a portal into another universe that like space. like space telescope they just released i believe like took a picture of the end of the universe and it actually was rinna's dress yeah the housewives are kind of like cassandra like they're all just sort of like seeing the end of you know what i mean and like yes classic like hysterical trope so i love that you tap into that and i think this episode is like a prime example of that and just like 
having seeing a soap opera star do it is just like it's chilling. Yeah. And but we'll start off with let's take it to the beginning. So Dorit and PK are they the next Lucy and Desi? I think so. Thoughts? Yeah. I'm into their whole like facade. Like idiot <laughs> idiot husband hot wife really does it for me. Like as basic as that is, I love to see it yeah. and I yearn to even have that in my own life. So living vicariously through Dorit like and her oath of a husband who I honestly would fuck at this point. Yes. You would fuck you guys like, both. PK is sexy. You would fuck PK. There's something sexy when he says something like, I got to be a catch to have gotten Dorit with those teeth. Like when a schlubby guy is like obsessed with their hot wife. Yeah. He's like sort of nasty. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah, like to be I just got chilled. To be prized by like a nasty man. Like <laughs> uh Frollo right. and Hunchback of Notre Dame was very formative for me. Jafar calling Jasmine a pussycat was very formative for me. Like mm-hmm. just a gross guy <laughs> that's like, ooh, this sexy young thing. She's so lithe and winsome. Ooh. Um, yeah, I also love that they have their own shared vernacular. I love that getting your teeth done. Like, that's veneers. They're not going to ever say veneers, but they're just like, I'm getting my teeth done. Yeah. <laughs> and I, is this weird to say that, like, I actually was, like, the nasty teeth, and I love teeth, and I, I'm, i like, teeth are very important, but seeing those nasty teeth, I was kind of like, it's hot. Yeah. It's like Ben Affleck's old teeth, you know? Like, that's kind of, they're sexy, because they're, yeah, like, they're... kind of shitty and, like, Boston teeth, and you're like... Fuck me with those teeth. Yeah, they're also Guy Ritchie character teeth. Yes. Like, he's doing a heist. Yeah. Uh, he's a, he is going... <laughs> those teeth are, like, have seen a heist. Yes. And I'm, I continue to be like, how the fuck is this guy making so much money? Like, where did this money come he's from? He's well-connected. He clearly is with... He's, they're, like, besties with John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, I think. Yeah. Which... He's right. besties with everyone, so it seems. He yeah. seems fun. Like, I can actually mm-hmm. see celebs like really enjoying being around PK. And Dorit. And Dorit. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to be looped out at the same time. Like, I'm not... I feel sort of forced into witnessing this, like, facade that they're putting on. Yeah. And a part of me is like, okay, it's fun to watch, but I also want out. Right. I mean, I enjoyed <laughs> this teeth extravaganza much more than i enjoyed the scripted dui conversation which also i enjoyed in this episode dorit calling pk's dui a police encounter yeah like she refuses (laughs) to call it a dui she's literally like when he had his police encounter i'm like all right cool (laughs) classic like caucasian absolutely yeah yeah that was pretty wild and i love um I just love the like cohesion of the narrative in this with everything being surrounding teeth. I think it was like a really yes. well edited <laughs> episode in that way. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to the story editors. They're doing the damn thing. They're putting in the work. They got off their asses and made a great episode. They did. Shout out to charity, honestly. Shout out to various foundations. Yes. Shout out to Sharon Stone. How do we get Sharon on the show? <laughs> 
I know. I thought that's where it was going after Jamie Lee. Yeah. I was like, Sharon's going to be at this dinner. Yeah. Like, I'm fully ready for celebs to just be making constant cameos on the show. Now that it's sort of like punctured the plasma of like A-list kind of, like I feel like it's now like okay for very famous celebrities to be seen on these shows, which I appreciate. Yeah. I want every pixie cut Silver Fox to be on the show. Like, and Sharon Stone, like, you're doing Lens Crafters commercials. Like, you can come and be Dorit's friend. You can come and be. Also, Dorit, like, having Dorit name drop Sharon Stone threw so much into very sharp focus for me about, oh, Dorit is cosplaying Ginger McKenna in Casino. <laughs> So much, I feel. She is. Um, yes. And then the pearl, the pearl wedding dress was pure basic instinct, but as a wedding dress that she wore to the reunion, the like high, it was the turtleneck, the white turtleneck, but it had the pearls all over it. I was like, oh, this yes. is prom. This is Giovanni does basic instinct is Dorit's pearl wedding dress that she wore to the reunion. Yeah. Wow. That's such a good call. Sharon is Dorit's muse. Yeah. Like, remember when she was in the, she was muse with Albert Brooks in that movie? Absolutely. Like, she truly Formative is, movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, she truly is the muse. Asking for Waldorf salad. We don't talk about that movie enough. No. Where are my muse heads at? Martin Scorsese is, gives one of the greatest supporting actor performances in all of film history. If we can give Judy Dench an Oscar for five minutes in Shakespeare in Love, we can give Martin Scorsese an Oscar for what he did in the muse. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like such an, Amen. it was such like an insider baseball, like industry movie before that was kind of a thing. Yes. I loved it. So Dorit's charity is called that she's supporting and she's going to be throwing a benefit dinner for it. It's called literally homeless, but not toothless, homeless, not oh, toothless. homeless, not toothless. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. It's evocative. It is what it is. It is what it is. I like that it's like, <laughs> it says not, it you're still, you're still going to be homeless <laughs> yes. at the end of this, but you'll have teeth. It's, it's <laughs> not antiquated and it's verbiage at all. It's, no. um, it's with the times. It's very much of now. <laughs> I love that. It's just proudly rejecting like Twitter, the sort of like, unhoused is like right. sort of now the accepted term it's just completely like chimney sweep yes you know? that's yes homeless we can't deal with that too big of an issue but we can make sure that your teeth yeah. look fucking fierce yeah <laughs> i love giving away one smile that was yes. that's not enough that's not enough smiles to give away no. for all the people yeah one a single smile <laughs> You get once, like you get one, you only can smile once. And then out of all of those people at that party, that that party had all of those people there. And the outcome of that specific party was that she was like, we can now give away one smile. (laughs) And those go for a pretty penny. (laughs) And everyone went, oh my God. It is like 40K. Yeah, Yeah, of course. but it also like, like Diana Jenkins. Yeah. I mean, where are you at with matching? Why don't you match a smile? Yeah. You were matching things at the Jamie Lee Curtis event. Yeah. Like also the 40 K is like what the dentist would charge a normie. But like what's I'm sure there's like a discount or like a 20 K smile. So maybe you can make it. Yeah. Two or three. Also, just do the just do the front bits. Just do the front <laughs> bits and then get the cavities out of the back. Top, you, yeah. don't need, you don't need chiclets yeah. on all of them. 
You don't need chiclets Mm-mm. on every single one. Also, Sutton, I know Sutton backed away from matching Diana because she didn't want to. Like, there was that moment where Sutton went into her purse at the My oh, Hand yeah. and Yours event. And I was like, Sutton, now is your time. Now you could, like, <laughs> do it now. And then. Well, Sutton is very, I feel like she's reticent to display how, like, she's definitely the richest one. Right. I think she, she, I mean, we don't know. It's untold how many. Rich is untold. Yeah, like perhaps a billion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's very like cautious to display that, I feel like, because she's, she's so suspicious of these women that she's like, I can't let them know the full truth. Only hints of it, only whispers. Yes. Yeah. I think she also like is very choosy about what she will be associated with. So it's like, Homeless, not toothless. I don't know if Sutton wants that on her like charity resume. With good uh, reason. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't want that on the tax return. What really freaked me out was when the dentist is like, my wife and I will go. They basically said he and his wife are going to go look for a homeless person with no <gasps> teeth and then give them, choose them. No. Like, and I was just imagining them like driving around looking for like an unhoused person in LA and it, really freaked me out yeah that's like the old men in trading places that really is like they're (laughs) looking for the perfect well it's also like rosemary's baby when like minnie and roman find that woman terry at like the women's shelter and like absolutely like that was i was getting that energy yes yeah why not give them money the money (laughs) give them 40 grand i get like teeth are nice for sure yeah but i feel like so is money. I don't. Why does it? It's so binary. Homeless, not toothless. Like you can only have one. Yeah. And it's actually going to be teeth. What a ter- yeah. What a terrible choice to force this. Uh, someone who's like in a circumstance that is just like very dire. You can either get <laughs> teeth or a house. They've been applying to so many different charities, and then the yeah. they're like, you got one, and it's like the one where they get veneers, and it's like, oh. Um, oh, cool. Cool. I'm awesome. <laughs> well, you also have to replace veneers in 10, it, like every 10 years or something. It's not like it's just a one and done thing. It's right. a constant. There's upkeep. So like soon enough, you might be toothless again. Yeah. If you don't figure out the homeless element. Of and if your, your veneers fall out, they've like sanded down. Like your original teeth little vampire. even yeah. worse are so nasty. Yeah. It's not, it's, it was a very, it was, but I'm, I'm, I was so into everyone just kind of rolling with it. Yeah. That it's sort of like, you know what? They're committing to this and it's making it less awkward. I want un- more unhinged charity content. Like the more obscure and kind of like, glancing a charity is i need it covered like yeah there's you know there's something for everyone the best too is when it flashes to dorit telling garcelle about her charity and she's like it's homeless not toothless and garcelle just goes oh wow (laughs) (laughs) i liked today andy cohen tweeted like who has questions our team is putting together the real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion and Garcelle quote tweeted it and said, I have questions. <laughs> uh, many, many to be had. Sutton and her gay are at Sutton's store. I want to go to that store. Yeah. Why? Why don't we? I don't know. We got to go. We live close to it. I think mm-hmm. Natalie, will you fly to LA and go with it? Go there. Yeah. With us? 
I want to see the Alexi Mobile clubs. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see something with a bow on the back. No, with a bow on the front and a blazer on the back. That's what I want to see. It's like all her clothes are like that Celine Dion outfit where she wore her suit backwards. It's very Sutton. Exactly. That is her ideal aesthetic with her little chicken legs. And once again, I have to say that no one has been hit harder by the COVID pandemic than the women of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They it's a constant presence on the show. In a way that it truly is not on other shows. They're able to like cut around on other franchises or like one person gets it. But Beverly Hills, ladies, it's a revolving it's door. It's a fallen soldier. It's a grand hotel. Every week. Cherie has it this week. Crystal's just coming back from her bout. Um, she comes to the store and is still shaken by COVID. And apparently one of Sutton's employees now has COVID or sore throat. She's like, Crystal, could you come work here? <laughs> Crystal, I have to say, like I've said it before on the pod, I love any sort of eating disorder content. Like I'm in. Like don't love that as like a problem people have to deal with. But if you're going to be on a show and deal with it, like I will watch it. But she talks a lot about her eating disorder without really ever saying anything yeah like it's getting to a point where she goes she's like talking about it and at one point she's like looking at Sutton and she goes you know it's like it's what I deal with it's a disorder (laughs) it's like we've gone past like we know that so like let's get a little deeper crystal right I was curious about that she talks in this episode and then she's talked on watch what happens live which i did watch live right after she said the what she said sort of got misconstrued it sounded like she had never pursued any sort of help and what she meant was that she's never pursued inpatient like a 30 day but she has been in therapy and stuff and i don't know if that's something that she has felt uh uncomfortable to divulge on the show or if she has talked about it and then it got cut because apparently it got cut that like when Kyle was specifically pressing her on what type of disorder she has at the uh, beginning of like the Christmas party or whatever apparently she was like this talk is really triggering to me for you to specifically ask me what I do like but apparently that all got put on the cutting room floor but it is curious to me that it sort of it's this double-edged sword for her where she can talk about it and say it was like a factor in X, Y, or Z bit of drama, but then will not really clarify what she is doing to better it or try and move past it. And is she still in therapy? Like that was something that even on watch what happens live wasn't really clear. Like, are you still seeing someone about this specifically, or is your therapy now just sort of you talking about whatever you want to talk about? Um, so it's very curious, but it also, I'm glad that we're getting more into it because it was something that when she said it last season, when she first said, like, I have a history of bulimia, like that disorder specifically plays so heavily into how she reacted to Sutton walking in that night because it was specifically after a dinner, after like a huge dinner with all the ladies and like stress eating and it's her first season. And I'm like, if you have a history of bulimia, like a huge 
trigger is like a huge meal with a lot of people watching you eat. And so she probably like retreated to her bedroom. And that's like the moment where you're really going through it of being like, am I going to do it? No, I don't want to do it. But like, you have to take that time and breathe with yourself. And especially if she's really never pursued inpatient, if she's never done any of that, I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense now why she freaked out so intensely when Sutton was going to see her naked body because it was like this amalgamation of I'm scared of someone seeing me naked and thinking I'm fat. I'm scared of someone seeing me if I'm like maybe going to the bathroom or something. Like it's a whole mired thing. And I, and I am always like supportive of us seeing it on the show because so many of these women have very obvious eating disorders that they refuse to talk about. Um, But I think the fact that crystals is bulimia, which is like the quote unquote less cool one, because anorexia is the one where it's like, Oh, I'm so in control that I don't even like need to have it. It's like such a more shameful disorder. Bulimia, I feel Um, as, and this is as someone that struggled with it, which is why I'm not no shame to my formerly bulimic girlies. Like, uh, <laughs> I've been there yeah. too. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's like, um, I think it's really brave because it's like much more shameful and harder to hide and hiding it is more necessary than the girls that can just walk around and be like, Oh, I just had a big lunch. So I'm not going to eat anything right now, but it's, they're not eating anything throughout the day. Or it's Lisa Rinna, like making big clown faces at any food that passes by her while never, ever touching it. (laughs) Pushing it around on her plate with a fork and having three vodka sodas. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> That's a great point, and it's because it is. You're right. It is kind of like a violent act, like you know. And it is like it's so. It's basically the same thing, just a different form. But like, mm-hmm. they're all this. They're all violent. I think. But yes. that is just the most like. It's showing what is really going on, and I think like something like anorexia or restrictive eating is more like glam, in a way, like yeah. in quotes, and it's yeah. very like Hollywood or New York and. And if you're in therapy about it, there is like even at the beginning of it, there's like a hierarchy of like the anorexic girls are like, I actually like you're sort of a pig because you even if you're like the same size, ostensibly, it's like the anorexic girls are like you have like you're sort of a pig that you can't control yourself. And I had like the control and it's sort of like looked down upon until you start to rewire your brains as you go through treatment. <laughs> no, there's always, there's a like, cast we're system. We're all yes. self-harming. Yes. Like, we're all horribly. sick. Yes. Yeah. The girlies are all sick. Absolutely. We just have different ways of showing it. Yes. Um, no, and I, that's actually, I guess I didn't really think about that, but it does make sense why, because Sutton, I remember said something like, I saw you were doing something weird. Right. And, and like, she's, you know, Sutton is kind of, like, she's, she's shrewd in a lot of ways, but she's also very, she's, She's kind of a simpleton in other ways. And I yes. feel like she would see that and be like, oh, that was uncouth. Right. And I also feel that Sutton is a person that I don't think has ever had an issue with food. I think her like weird body is what it is. You know, I think she's sort <laughs> of like she just has these little bird legs and like sort of a tummy. I think like that's just the way that her body always has been and always will be. Um, whereas there are some of these other women that I'm like, you are 
constantly aware throughout all day every day about it and also that she like was never an actor or anything didn't see herself as being someone that was going to be on screen she's just she's just haunted by tragic death i think always so she's got other Mm. (laughs) she's got (laughs) she's got other issues on her little plate yes she's haunted in general i think by everything that happens has like a haunting effect on sutton so even things that she can't explain like crystal in the bathroom in tahoe but crystal's in an interesting position because it's like she's in her second season on a reality television show she's obviously like not of this world really but i enjoy seeing her on the show and i enjoy like what she's bringing but i think that she it'll be interesting to see her develop and like learn how to share more and like be more explicit about what she's going through and what her feelings are because she's not been great about that. And it comes out, I think she knows what she wants to say, but then does something else entirely that gets interpreted as like throwing Sutton under the bus or like, Blah, blah, blah. But I think as she rises in the ranks and becomes like Queen Bee, she'll really like step into her power. I think that's where she shines. And to not be there at this point creates like panic and like an inability to like truly articulate what her true emotions and vibes are. That's a good point. I feel like she's sort of like, like we're recapping Jersey Shore. And on the first episode, Snooki is like alienated. And she's like, I don't get it. I'm usually like the most popular girl. And I think Crystal's having sort of that moment where she's used to being like the alpha. And I think she's in this, it's like disorienting for her because she's always been, you know, she was like the cool girl growing up. Of course. And I think she's in this higher, this kind of caste system now where she's at the bottom and she has to sort of pay her dues as like a newbie, but she's also used to just being like, wielding her power and like manipulating and doing all the things that we love to see like a cool girl do. And I think she's, she's going to hit her stride. And I think this is all just like her growing pains. And she's also in a really interesting position because she's the youngest person. She's a millennial and she's, you know, she uses words like triggering and things that have these women have never really said or like don't really believe in, which is really funny. And I think she's, She's really more, I think, even than like Leah is really shaking them up because she's like she brings in language that they just will never understand or like a, a generation that they will never understand. And it's like the future. And I think it freaks everyone out, especially the old the old guard. Absolutely. And she because I do think in a group where she is like where everyone is her age, I feel like she is absolutely alpha and she's being forced into this position where she has to be a little bit deferential to a Diana who I do think like she has known in life. Like it really seems like that's not a horse that she would, uh, that's not a hill she would die on if she, if Diana weren't a really good friend of hers or a Kathy where she's like trying to save Kathy in the, um, watch what happens live clip yeah should we talk about that really fast like if yeah. everyone if does this do you guys want to explain what happened because that was shunking it really had me shunked i was watching it <laughs> i was watching it live and watching watching it happen literally live it felt like it went on for 
30 minutes. I was like, how is there more show left after this has happened? Basically, they played a game. The guests were Kathy Hilton and Crystal. And they played a game called Will Kathy Know Them, which is just supposed to be an innocuous, carefree game where kooky they Kathy. Sh- kooky Kathy. They show Kooky Kathy a photo of a celebrity and she says if she knows who they are and if so, like who they are. And they showed <laughs> Kathy a photograph of Lizzo and Kathy blurted out precious. Pretty instantly, pretty much because she had just said she didn't know like three other celebrities. And it seemed like she was like, oh, I know one precious. And (laughs) it the time stopped. Andy put his cards over his face. And Crystal Um, covered for her. Crystal, Crystal said, well, Lizzo is precious. And it was like Crystal, no. And Kathy no, was like, making it worse. She was like, well, that's that's my nickname for her. That's she is precious, so I call her that. That's what I call her. She's yeah. adorable. I was like, it okay. was, ooh, tough. It was tough. Did it last longer than the clip that was on social media? No. Like, did it go? But it just on? no. It was a no. Watching that clip made me go, oh, it actually wasn't that long a time, but it was just when you were watching it live and had no idea what was coming. It was shocking that they lasted that long with it after that they continue that they didn't just go next slide. It's also frankly shocking to me that (laughs) they would have they've been pre-taping so many Watch What Happens lives that I'm perplexed as to why they thought Kathy would be a good actual live person. Right. Um, well, maybe they know. I don't know. Maybe they're setting her up. Maybe this is part of Andy is good friends with Lisa Rinna and Rinna's watch what happens live appearance was sort of catastrophic, even though it was supposed to be sort of an uh, apology image rehab tour after last week. And so I, what did wonder, she do? She was just sort of, doubling down on things and andy was sort of holding her feet to the fire about being a disaster on social media a la candace dillard bassett um wait what did she do to candace oh candace well that andy at the rhop reunion the last one or the year before told was like candace you're a disaster on social media oh oh oh. so it was sort of andy calling rena out for the same type of behavior and Rena sort of continued the um, ideology that she starts spouting at the end of last night's episode where she's like, I'm just, I'm grieving and I'm in pain and I've been a real mess and I'm trying, but I'm also grieving. It's like, well, if you came to that conclusion at the end of this episode and then you're continuing this behavior. Okay. But she, oh yeah, they asked her, um, if she has any more insight on or regrets about the way she treated Lisa Vanderpump after LVP's brother, brother's death. And she was like, well, I didn't know Lisa even had a brother. Wow. But I really (laughs) respect anyone grieving. And it was like, she's savage. She also Marin Morris was the guest with her and Andy was like, Marin, like you uh, guest hosted Jimmy Kimmel's show and Sutton was the guest. How was that? And 
Marin goes to talk and Lisa grabs her arm and is like, should we tell him? And Marin's like, what? And Rena goes, well, originally I was supposed to be the guest and then I couldn't do it. But how nice that Sutton got to do it. So now we said it. And it was so... Is she like on Adderall? It was so nasty. It was really nasty to see. Um, I love Marin Marin just being like, who? What? I don't... I don't know. Like no, I didn't there's, say what. There, there's a photo of them backstage either before or after and Rena is gripping Marin Morris and Marin Morris looks like she's in a hostage film. It's really she's blinking help in Morse code throughout this picture being taken. It's rough. Um but yeah, yeah she, Lisa has grip mentality for sure. I feel like I see like that I'm thinking of that reunion where she gripped Garcelle and then basically like climbed into her lap and went full body like hug clutch around Garcelle to like stop her from saying anything else. She's a desperate yes. woman in a desperate position. Mm-hmm. In a cat suit. She needs this check. I can feel Rinna like being at church with like a, my friend's family, and I can feel Rinna like pinching us to get us to shut up. Like us like giggling during church and her being like, stop it, with like mints in her mouth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no? Anyone? And her hands are always cold. Her hands are always cold. Freezing. Her extremities barely get any sort of circulation. Someone's voice cracks and, it, and you start <laughs> laughing, and she's like, shh. The Kathy of it all, though, is like it was and you could see in her face like at the end, she was like, oh, fuck. I feel like she's usually just kind of like, what? But I think even that she was like, damn it, because I know she knows a storm is coming with Aspen. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we'll see it. I I need to know what made her be like help on Instagram. I know. I remember when that happened and I was like, is anyone else seeing this? <laughs> I need more. Like, I'm ready for the Kathy tsunami takedown. Yes. That's the housewives way. That's like the hero's journey in a sense on like reality TV is you build them up only to just strike them back down, bury them yes. and leave just a pile of rubble. She burned too bright. Yes. It's always so annoying too when people are like, is this your fave or whatever? And it's like, if you have like real faves on Housewives where you're like, I'm a stan for this person, your brain is broken and that's not what it's about. The whole game of Housewives that is so thrilling is that anyone is the hero and anyone is the villain any week. And I don't have any loyalty to any of these bitches. <laughs> yeah. I have no, no loyalty. If they're being funny and fun, my queen but if next week they do something insane and bad i i wish her dead like as long as death to them all wendy williams as long as they are compelling to watch that is all that i care about that is all that i care you're giving me Kristen johnson and sex in the city what happened to having fun fun yeah I'm going to throw myself out the damn window. Yeah. I'm going to hurl down two two stories. Exactly. Break, break one arm. That, that is me, like, at Bravo. Like, this used to be the most exciting city in the world. Yes. Now look at us, smoking by an open window. <laughs> That's me with Bravo. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? 
That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who has siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members, and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do 
is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak, but I'm telling you this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology like barely even understands how to facetime and i said just let me just let me and i set it all up for her i plugged it in i fired up the app i preloaded pictures on it and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps she thinks everyone's spying on her stealing her data and the fact that i was able to break through and she literally loves this frame like loaded it up with pictures of her cat i was like we did it joe Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I feel like Beverly Hills is serving for me. I don't know, though. I mean, it's so subjective. Like, it's giving this season and I'm I'm on board. I'm like at the edge of my seat. I'm compelled. I'm enjoying like have genuine enthusiasm and joy. So like it's doing it. Yeah. I had moments of worrying that it was gonna be like Lucy Lucy, but now I'm like, this is a new season. Yeah. But I loved Lucy. Lucy, that's my dark truth, is that that I still think about whenever someone brings it up again, I'm like, yes, I'm ready to relitigate Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy at any given moment. I will go look up Lucy, Lucy's new owner on Instagram occasionally to see what Lucy, Lucy is up to. It's it's good to check in. Someone also said people like came for Teddy online yesterday because she like said talk shit about Sutton or something. I couldn't didn't have the energy to like follow or look into it. But then someone I saw, they were like, this just shows that she definitely like was the person that spilled the beans on Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. And I was like, let's fucking talk about it again. I was ready (laughs) to go go. back. Let's go back. I'm ready to have a conference, yeah. like an anarchist style conference, just about Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. Yeah. A panel, if you will. It's the only good thing Teddy ever did on that show. And Teddy, for Teddy to come for Sutton, I'm like, Sutton is doing what you could never. Sutton is the center never. of the drama almost every episode and sutton is giving tennessee williams every episode for her to do the gentleman collar scene from glass menagerie with that man last episode where she's in her little (laughs) she's in the little cat sweater i was going oh she's she's about to show him the unicorn he's gonna break the unicorn i'm so scared so then we head over to another person that i've has grown on me diana is i've come around on her being just so you say is the funniest thing. So you say. So you say is the vibe now of like I approach everything. You do with an air of so you say. So you say. I'll tell Laura something like, so that's happening, and she'll go. So you say. <laughs> so you say. Miss Doubt. Yeah, it's a it's a really good place to be in. Just a little bit of questioning. Don't believe everything you hear. Just mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you say. So we come up on Gay Asher playing the piano, and he's just singing his little Josh Groban light heart out. And Diana goes, Asher is like a little child. My favorite part of the day is when I just peek around the corner and he doesn't know I'm watching and I watch him play the piano. And he's like a delicate child and that's why I love him. I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. Yeah, her calling him a child repeatedly was sort of tough. She's also like creeping down the stairs in her Sue Sylvester tracksuit. And I was like, that's what you missed on Glee. Asher really does have Matthew Morrison energy to me. Right now, watching that, yeah, I was like, I don't think Ashtar is like super gay, except for the post that he did about Diana's son was very gay. I recommend you both go to his (laughs) Instagram and check out the essay that he wrote for Diana's son with a carousel of photos of them being best bros. I think he's like bi, maybe, but I I think he's just like a straight theater guy. Exactly. He just has straight musical theater guy energy, which is like... You're so corny and cringe, but because you are consistently the only (laughs) non-ogre straight guy at theater parties, you are a prize. And you still believe that you are the prize. Forever. Always will. He was like a child star on Broadway. Yeah, playing little Gavroche in Les Mis or whatever. That contextualized like everything for me. Yeah, I I was just going to say something similar. The, The flashbacks. Yeah, of him as like, I was like, oh, I see. And then like Diana, did she like go to a Broadway show? And then she was like, that's him that I want. Yeah, and then, I do like, wonder now how they he's met. like this kept little pianist in her house that entertains her. I have to say, and I'm not trying to accuse her of anything, but it does sort of, for me, it sort of lends, lends a little bit to the the rumors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the rumors. Um, <laughs> But basically, Diana is, they're planning to have another child, which just like blew my mind. Which him calling their child care plans Munchkin Land was also. Munchkin Land. <laughs> He's like, yeah. well, we got to hold off on Munchkin Land. I'm like, all right, Asher, enough. They're also eating like truly what looks like a vat of Vaseline is like the size of a Vaseline is of caviar, which I'm just like, my God. These people are so rich. Middle of the day, enjoying. He has it so good. Yeah. Like, he just gets a chef. He gets to, like, play piano whenever. Kind of flirt with her son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of flirt with her son. Does he even really have to have sex with her that much? It feels like the baby is very, like, like IVF journeys. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how that works, actually. But I'm also like, why wouldn't you just have a surrogate? If you went through all of that, I know it's like her choice or whatever, but (laughs) just seems like. Well, I wonder if it's to sort of prove something to prove. Yeah. To prove that she's like young and healthy and vital. Yeah. Fertile enough. She's proving science wrong. She's. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like an ego thing a little bit. She proved it to me. A baby at 47. That's all the proof I need. She's a scientific Take miracle. It easy. <laughs> she grew back her wisdom teeth. That also, I was like, you're a reptilian yeah. for that. That's a, I was like, you're not to be trusted. If you're losing adult teeth and then growing them back <laughs> inexplicably, you're, you are a sex trafficker. That's like the one, two, three. That's where I go. That really scared me. <laughs> 
Like, what the fuck? I knew that would scare you. I was like, I'll bet Carrie's terrified right now. Just people growing new teeth that shouldn't be there. I'm like, that is something we need. She needs to be studied. Yes. In school. What does she know? What the fuck do these people know? I like that we've entered, like, a realm of, like, at first Beverly Hills Housewives was like, these people are wealthy. Now it's like, oh, they're fucking rich. Yeah. And they're connected to things that will shudder you. Yes. In the dark of the night. EJ walks up to Kyle's house and she goes, hi, Kyle. And she, she ha- Kyle's like, well, come on inside. It's just so crazy here. The trainers are here. There's puppy poop picker uppers. We're taking down the Christmas decorations. I was like, oh, take them all down. Gross. It's February. Yeah. There's also too much this season of setting up clips. They keep wanting a clip show. Like when Kyle was like, I haven't had a sound bath since Del Mar. And she literally points as she says Del Mar as though she's being like, cue the clip. And I'm like, that wasn't an iconic moment. We're just seeing a gong right now. We don't need to play a clip of Del Mar just because we're seeing a gong. There's a gong while you guys are getting your pussy stretched for some reason. Like, I don't need this. I don't need a clip. I need Dustin to stretch me. Well, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, I was like, let's get a private stretch sash on the books right now. Mm-hmm. EJ is showing off how flexible she is. She loves pain. She goes, I have a love affair with pain. <laughs> <laughs> I love a little pain. She also, in her um, confessional, she is not moving her mouth at all when she talks this season. She's like barely moving it. So she says like, <laughs> she's like i can drop it when i need to <laughs> she just like never moves her mouth and she's just full like someone learning how to do a ventriloquist dummy it's so bizarre i can drop it she might have gotten too when much like filler to. or botox like around her mouth well we talked about early on that she's definitely not getting the the quality filler that she was getting no so she's like she's doing she's- groupon <laughs> She's in the valley. Yeah, she's on a Groupon journey. Sometimes she's looking snatched, though, and I'm like, did the did you get the Bravo direct deposit and just go like straight to the Beverly Hills derm? Because like <laughs> every once in a while, I'm like a flash of the old Tom Girardi era face comes back, and I'm like, I'm glad to see it. I honestly like want her to have that because I feel like that's just another devastation. Yes, yeah. the black and gold party face is crucial it's she looks so good at the end of the episode and then some of these testimonials were like that one outfit well i mean i still <laughs> Ursula. i still can't use the, the sea witch oh my god kyle tells us that she her stretchy and her 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 splits are actually because she has hypermobility syndrome i was like of course she does every problem kyle has had but she's, she's like i was born with it but now she's making it work for her mm-hmm. she's taking it back triumphant narrative after getting their their pussies stretched they sit (laughs) they have a little refreshment moment and i just that mini mansion replica of kyle's house i want to live there yeah looks fun it looks like a blast was that in the background yeah oh that was like a mini house i was like where what is this is this like a side of their house it's just like a playhouse it's like porsche's house it kind of when i was little i had this fantasy of having a town like a fake mini town that i could like do errands and like sort of keep up have a chapel to pray like kind of do my thing 
and I always asked for Christmas, can I have the town? And my family, my parents were like, Santa can't fit that in his sleigh. And I was Aww. like, well, then he's not real. <laughs> Santa wouldn't give you the town. Mm-mm. Mm. Can I have the town? <laughs> you just want to be mayor, I think. I think you might want to be a mayor. I just wanted, like, I like town hall, the town hall politics. Like, I love, like, a town hall meeting. And I think I just wanted, like, to be, to just, like, have, not, like, to rule with an iron fist, just to, like, pop in, see how things are going. Mayor vibes, city council vibes. Mm -hmm. EJ says she doesn't have a drinking problem. She goes, I guess you just can't have a good time around some people. (laughs) I was like, true, you can't. Erica goes, I don't want this. I don't want to be on medication. I don't want to be in this house. I don't want to be any fucking way I am right now. But God damn it, I'm fighting my way out of it. I was like, oh my <laughs> God. You live in a nice house in Hancock Park. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You have a pool. You have a pool in a pool house. She's speaking in like political speech, rhetorical devices. Like, she is, really is starting <laughs> to be fully like, as not what your country can do for you. <laughs> Yeah, she's Kennedy. I don't have a problem. FDR. I don't have a problem. I never had a problem. (laughs) Just constantly going off. I'm like, all right, let's get some president in here. Look, she could be mayor. Honestly, she can pick up where Angeline left off. I don't want this. I don't want to be on medication. I don't want this fucking house. My God. She might be good at it because people don't seem to question her. She's pretty ruthless. She has a vision. Let's get it on the books. Let's do it. I'd vote. Wait, I just have to say, I do love that Erica and Kyle troll the charity name. The name, yeah. They were like, (laughs) Kyle was like, maybe I'll just give money and not show up. I was like, damn. I wonder if Dorit is going to make drama about that at the reunion. Probably. Yeah. I think there's a real good chance of her getting indignant about... This is my charity. This is I have been through this so is the much. first one she's on the board of. To see you laughing at the plight <laughs> of the transients on the street. Like I'm like, okay, dude. The ladies get ready for the homeless party. And everyone's trying to get like the lighting scheme together at Dorit and PK's house. And they do a little bit more I love Lucy comedy with their lights and I'm loving Dorit's whole look and vibe and all the ladies are really turning it out yeah. for the black and gold event of the century. Dorit gives like a little bit of Ana de Armas as Marilyn to PK when she's like, if you mess up my reveal tonight, mister, and then gives him a big kiss. <laughs> she's like in her old Hollywood glam and then she's like, she is. Do you mess up my big reveal tonight, mister. <laughs> it's like a sort of accent from nowhere combined with Betty Boop. It was really powerful. She's booping hard. She's she goes, he goes, baby, what kind of dress is that? It's amazing. Is that Cavalli? And she goes, vintage Cavalli. <laughs> when she descends the stairs, he goes, there's my bombshell wife. And I was like, <laughs> God, I would kill for this relationship. Oh, yeah. baby. Being like, <laughs> to your like fat husband. <laughs> I just like, can't get enough of you. Your tight little body. Vintage. Yes. Yeah. And you're just like, ooh, with your tits. Ooh, ooh, yeah. It's ooh. like truly. It's you vintage Cavalli. You better not mess you up my You cannot reveal. turn the light 
<laughs> yeah, when he, when they turn the lights off and she goes, "Oh, PK, oh baby, turn the lights on." <laughs> Oh, no. Don't touch that. <laughs> I would love to be in a party at Dorit's farmhouse where it's just the lights are off the whole time and you just hear her every so often going, oh, this is terrible. Everyone descends on the farmhouse and there's one person who declares that he loves a modern farmhouse and it's Kathy's date, Dwight, who we find oh. out has a storied history on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because he Almost killed Ken by pushing him into the pool. We all remember where we were when we first saw Ken Todd. That like true, like the veil between life and death was lifted, and we in him being on his back in the shallow of the pool, going oh, and Vanderpump plowing through the crowd to help. Rigor Mortis was setting in. Rewatching the clip, he goes oh. I was shocked that I'd forgotten how violent of an assault that was on Ken, and he truly almost did die. He, like, it was crazy, and, like, he hit his hip, and it was so just, and it was so humiliating, and, like, everyone, there was, like, 40 people just watching it all happen, and he went, oh, and the guy just went, hey, hey. He put, he gleefully ran at him and pushed him both arms into the pool. Yes. Imagine doing that to like an eighty-year-old man. Yes. And in like the shallow end, like it's so forceful. Like two feet. Yes, it's the the shallowest. It's the baby. It's like the baby area. It the, is on one of the steps. Like I think he hits one of the steps as he's like finding his floating legs so god it's so sad he was never the same after that oh. like that took years off of his life that assault and we learned from dorit that promptly that that fr- former friend of vanderpump became <laughs> an enemy cut she would cut him out you know that she was like oh god they were so pissed yeah absolutely <laughs> it was a homicide attempt yeah, it was he could have million dollar babied him yes. what if yeah i was thinking like does do this guy and kathy at like pub like gatherings and parties do they like do do they egg each other on to do impulsive shit yes they reminisce on the people they almost killed because i believe kathy's probably hit someone in the dead of night oh yeah yeah she's done a chapaquitic for sure just mm-hmm. left oh. someone <laughs> speaking of speaking of kennedy <laughs> It all comes back to the Kennedys. Well, what if, what if they're like? I, I feel like they've been at like a restaurant or something, and and she's just like, I dare you to throw that highball glass at that back of that guy's head, and he's like, Fine, I'll fucking do it, and he does it, and then it just yeah. shatters, and they just go and look around, yeah, like that kind of shit, or like Kathy just randomly just tosses her drink in someone's face, yeah, and they're like, Why did you just do that? And she's like. Yeah, they switch plates while someone is like in the bathroom, and then it turns out the plate they switched is like something the person is allergic to, and they die right on the spot. And they go, yeah, oh, they oh. send people walking into like hornets' nests. Uh huh. Yeah, it's right over there, just right over yonder, and like send them truly mm-hmm. to their death. Yep. She always brings like kind of a tragic gay with her. It feels right. It's very Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Hmm. And it feels like those are the kind of gays that are attracted. They're like to like a moth to the flame. It's always going to be like a blonde. Because this guy, Dwight, kind of looked like the publicist who was like her last date, I feel like. It's that blonde kind of like 
yeah sandblasted elliot mints elliot mints what if i'm because i'm watching southern charm for the first time and do you have you ever watched that natalie i have i have for sure okay there's this like really creepy gay named cooper who's like 10 years older than all of them and he's <sighs> like was around like the new york downtown scene in like the 80s and 90s but somehow like came back to charleston and he's like kind of sad and like he 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 really wants to like uphold the southern values and like has a fashion line and patricia called him a poor man's truman capote which killed me <laughs> and i feel like kathy always has like a poor man's truman capote with her yes she wants to be slim keith she wants to be <laughs> like that's the vibe that she really wants but she's just on her own planet and we're always gonna get like sad like gen x truman capote is just never gonna be never gonna be as powerful who's gen z truman capote gen z truman capote Mm, christian walker Walker. (laughs) oh my god kind of not no not no (laughs) when's he gonna be on housewives soon i pray i think that is like a natural conclusion is him showing up on the housewives somewhere yeah Um, with with kathy because then it's like they've had all these like white republican women and now they can be like we're doing diversity but (laughs) it's like christian there's a catch there's a catch it's gonna be the worst he'll be on summer house he should move back to southern california and then join the cast of oc did he move i could see him and vicky like fully like they would be iconic together that's a really good call wow did he leave la yeah he moved to florida it's so funny that video of him and kalani i used to go (gasps) to that drive-thru every day oh my god and i'm so upset that i missed that what was it he (laughs) they were in you know the starbucks on sorry la talk on highland and willoughby yeah he was behind kalani in line and she told the barista at the window like don't serve that person he's like a psycho and like is bigoted and he filmed her and was like excuse me miss excuse me and he like got in her face and was like you're trying to discriminate against me because i have different and like they had like a full and kalani just kept her cool and was just kind of like smiling at him but he like fully like filmed her in the try and like the baristas were just kind of like in the drive or in the store in the drive-thru chaos going up to her car yeah and she's so cool and does not say a word and is just like looking at him and is like she goes like this it's pretty awesome yeah and she's glowing and her skin looks unbelievable and it's just like this is how everyone should be handled exactly it was very it was like a wordless so you say so you say so you say so they all start mingling and talking about the housing crisis and everything and kathy goes yeah it's really hard to talk without teeth (laughs) appearance is unfortunately very important you need teeth (laughs) she's not wrong potent observations (laughs) i love rena's dress too i just need a moment for like this dress that truly it took me it took me to another dimension her hair and her dress like she just looked she really turned it out yeah also that dress is um 
what Mary Cosby wore to the first season reunion. Oh my God, you're so right. And I had that's so crazy. I was but, like, I feel like yeah. I've seen this before. But Mary yes. wore it with like a diaphanous, like floor length underskirt situation yeah. because so she like weird. never shows her yes. legs or whatever. Right. But yeah. <gasps> Oh my god, that was so. That, it was oh like my fl- god. it was like I saw it in my head. You know when you see like something's in your subconscious and it's like an X-ray. Yes, that's how it was to me. Wow, that's so crazy. Damn. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah. Like helped me place myself <laughs> in time, in time and space. And space. <laughs> yeah, you just made it all come together. Damn. <laughs> Rena really styled it to the hilt. She looked so good. She knew this was her big come to Jesus this episode. This big scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just obsessed with rich people talking about like people's problems and teeth and teeth. Like it's just so like some it's some it's just somehow more dehumanizing, you know, like yeah. they're just it's so <laughs> it just like chilled me to the bone. Yeah, it's just endless. Like, it's a banana. What could it possibly cost? Yeah. Like, that's just the general um, milieu. Of course. That's a really good, yeah. When EJ Global arrives, she's like chilling in the corner with PK talking about his police encounter. (laughs) And he's just saying what he learned from that whole experience about having some drinks and realizing that he had blown over the, the alcohol limit. He's like, what it taught me is that when you think you're okay, you may not be. And she goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's really a- interesting. A close-up of her, the most deadpan you can possibly be. PK and Mauricio have a conversation that I always crave people on these types of shows to have which is like who would you fuck if like out of everyone here and i feel like no one ever wants to be honest about these conversations no one wants to get off their ass and have this conversation and they did it and it was illuminating and also creepy but in a great way it also felt like the editors are becoming aware of the murmur of mauricio and dorit having an affair that is sort of being bandied about on corners of the subreddit and the internet, because truly as Mauricio is like your wife, your wife, Dorit is like looking over at them and the editor, I don't know if she was actually looking at them while this was happening, but the editors are making it look like Dorit keeps looking over and like biting her lip and giving Bambi eyes at Mauricio. (laughs) Wait, I had no idea about this, and I'm, as you can see, my jaw was truly dropped, and that is something that's never happened before, and would be the most next-level plot twist, like, of all time. There are people that have been studying their body language, and I think there have been, like, some blind items that (gasps) have alluded to something like this, and people are just really going all in on Dorit slash Mauricio trutherism. Um, but are they swingers? And that's just like, I would, Kyle's like cool with I would be curious. Yeah. I mean, it PK feels... gives Mauricio a belt, which I was like, that's some weird, like, that's coded. Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Mauricio goes in and is like, I'm going to get my gold from PK. I'm like, what did you do for it? Like, 
what's going on. It felt very daddy-daddy. They are eyes wide shut. When he said your wife and he kept being like, your wife, no, your wife. And he's like, no, take the wives out of it. Wives out of it. I was like, I feel like they probably do have a pass to like fuck each other if that's what they want to do. Yes. Like, I think for Kyle, I could see her psychology being such that like, if Mauricio is going to cheat, at least it's with like my dear friend and I'm controlling it in some way, right. shape or form. But she can't control emotions. <laughs> Mauricio says he would then fuck Rinna and PK says Erica, which I was like, wow, this is such a glimpse. Yeah, especially because Erica is dressed like a sex worker on SVU. <laughs> like she really <laughs> is giving like a Russian mail order type situation on an svu episode which i'm like congrats erica you really are a broadway actor now <laughs> i've gotten this you're doing it under five and <laughs> marishka is worried about you dorit is a very flaky matchmaker we learned she's like claimed to have been setting various of the women up with friends of hers but they never come to fruition she tries to do it with garcelle she does it i think with erica Last year, she's describing the guy who she wants to hook Garcelle up with, and she goes, He's a debonair. <laughs> I was like, What does that mean exactly? She doesn't know either. No, I can't with this table. The I'm sorry, the tablecloth looked like a pr- it looked like the prom and Carrie. <laughs> yeah, it was hideous. It was the whole was tablescape. The, w- the no. way it was arranged, like, it just felt like, I was like, this is banquet hall shit. Like, it was just so, it didn't give me good vibes. Like, the actual party was cool, but, like, the this part, like, I was like, you don't need this. It was the tablecloth that did them in. I'm wondering if PK and Dorit have, like, tapped into, like, the dark underworld of celebrity. Like, they're, because they're, like, seem to be friends with all these A-listers now. And I'm like, they've seen, like, this is, like, temple of the something, temple like this is like decor like i feel like there's a whole room where it's all covered in this kind of gold this is me putting my tinfoil hat on yeah there's the gold leaf room yeah Yeah. ej sits down next to rinna and she goes i can have one cocktail what should i have (laughs) and And sutton goes in her red lipstick i love them like keeping an eye i'm not that worried about erica's alleged like alcoholism like she hasn't done anything aside from like yell at garcelle's son and tell him to get the fuck out of there i was like that's pretty on the scale of like alcoholic shit i've borne witness to it's like a 3.5 right yeah i think garcelle wanted to be more mad about that but then got concerned about reading angry and so she had to shift her anger about that like her righteous anger about your 14 year old son being spoken to that way by your coworker into concern trolling. Mm. Like, I think she was like, it'll read like nicer if I am just concerned about her having a drinking problem. I still am so annoyed by Kyle being like, no, that's just, Erica being fun. I'm so glad. Oh my God, that impression. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good impression. But um, 
But yeah, I, I, I am not actually concerned about Erica's drinking problem. I do agree that, um, she's trying to use it to sort of steer the conversation towards something else where she's like, if I'm the drunkest, most out of control person at an event, then people are talking about how drunk and out of control I was as opposed to, did Erica know more than she's letting on about? <laughs> all of this stuff. So she's doing like the full Valley of the dolls mm. arc for herself, just rolling around on the beach, <laughs> pilled out. It seems like it's going to come back around though. And like, cause like it's almost worked itself through the whole cycle of like concern and resolution. So then hopefully people can get back to the real deal, which is like, why are you fighting tooth and nail for these earrings and all your belongings that were bought for you with stolen plane crash victim money right and it seems in the previews that that's where we're getting next week and Sutton's gonna Sutton's gonna bring it up of course she is Dorit makes her little speech about the charity and she goes this charity homeless not toothless and then Kathy goes what's it called again (laughs) and she goes homeless not toothless and she goes thank you I was like damn that was some (laughs) deep level trolling that's great that's great. <laughs> That's great. What's it called again? She calls this gathering a gala. <laughs> She's like, thank you so much for coming to the gala. Her Encino gala. <laughs> thank you so much for coming to this gala. We love to see you all here. Shaken to my very core by these charity representatives <laughs> that got dragged into the mix two unsuspecting ladies i don't think that we're given like the full rundown of what the dress code expectations were so they like showed up after work in like a slacks and like a shirt but i was like imagine they are the true fighters the true soldiers of this episode prayers up to them and one is wearing like a bejeweled headband like she found a bejeweled headband on the way and now it's just like well now you just look like an original gossip girl one of blair's minions (laughs) (laughs) one of her underlings yeah you look like katia (laughs) isabel (laughs) they're clutching each other like, I feel like they grow closer and closer to one another and are fully clutching each other's hands under the table as everything plays out, not saying a word. Yeah. Well, later when they're fighting, I love when Crystal's like, my friends are texting me under the table being like, what the fuck is going on? Which that was, I mean, we'll just like the fight starts and like when they start yelling and it's like the people that are there as guests are, they look truly terrified. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would be like. It would be on a large scale, like the thing of when your friend starts fighting with their parents, when you are like over at their house, but like everyone's adults this time. And you like, don't know who you're supposed to side with or you're just laughing nervously. Sometimes I would have such a nightmare time if I were actually present at one of those events. Yeah. You like don't know where to look. Rina pretends to not remember telling Sutton anything about at her house when Sutton's Sutton's like, you told me to get the fuck out of your house. And Rina goes, did I? I don't remember that. I don't think I said fuck. I didn't say fuck. <laughs> and then starts screaming at Sutton, like raising her voice, kind of oblivious to everyone else. I was also like, what about 
the toothless homeless people yeah. like you're really taking things away from them right now and making it all about yourself she's Classic. also doing full-on prop work she's picked up one of the roses from the table decorations and she's just like fingering this rose while she is belligerently screaming at Sutton across the table it is so bizarre to watch her try and do like light soft Laura Ashley prop work while shrieking <laughs> like a harridan it's really really a special thing to watch an actress and the way the tables are arranged, it's, like, very Roman. Like, it's just, like, the space is so awkward that they're, like, truly just lobbing it. It's, like, very, like, fall of Julius Caesar or something. Like, yeah. they're just, like, screaming across, like, 12 feet of space. Yeah, it's fully I, Claudius. They're doing, like, a play at <laughs> yeah. each other from across many miles. Fucking Kyle is such a shitster. With, like, asking these questions back and forth. I'm also, like, you're not even being smooth about this. Like, I know you've gotten a directive from a producer to, like, force this conversation. But, like, you've got to work on the segue into this. She's also, like, cackling behind Mauricio. Also, Mauricio joining in (laughs) and being a little shit. I did enjoy it when it was Mauricio. If it hadn't been Kyle, if Mauricio had been the one driving the entire conversation... I honestly think I would have had a better time with it because at least it's so clearly from a place of he's high and he's sort of on the outside and he's enjoying watching the world burn. Kyle is like just enough in it and just enough thinks that like she has a moral objective to be involved in this that I'm just like, Kyle, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Go do the splits. She gleaned so much self-importance from, like, inserting herself into these narratives that she, like, has no belonging in that I agree. It, like, it just doesn't do it for me. But Mauricio being like, I know Rinna and she definitely said fuck if I know Rinna. Like, right. I was like, yes, I love this. Also piggybacking off of, like, you basically saying you would fuck her. Like, this carries so much more weight with you, like joking with her like that like lisa i know you said fuck come on lisa i know you said it (laughs) and then when he's like i think you're strong later we'll get there but when he's like i think you're strong lisa (laughs) all right i was dying (laughs) grow grow up get a grip (laughs) lisa goes you never texted harry hamlin to apologize for his birthday and then sutton goes oh i do believe i did (laughs) no she says it in the most (laughs) insane voice actually she goes she goes oh i do believe i did Yeah, it was like, uh, I do believe I did. It was like super combative mocking. It was so good. It was really good, especially because it felt to me like uh, an inversion of what we saw last episode where Lisa starts doing Sutton's voice at her. Uh Like that moment where Lisa's like, I do like you. I do like you at Sutton for Sutton to then this episode make Lisa's voice. Well, I do believe I did. She was planning that. She was like, I got to lob that at some point. Absolutely. She's getting better at her clapbacks. Like, she's improving a lot. I'm glad to see her making the baby steps out of, like, immediately crying or getting overwhelmed. To re- She's strong. She deserves the Mauricio Medal of Strength. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. PK goes, baby, I gotta, I gotta bring in the surprise now. And then I was like, he's gonna have them be droned <laughs> <laughs> to blow up Mendocino Farms. And then they bring out their surprise that PK's been playing. He's always got like either, it's always like Boy George or some other like Wilson Phillips or something. <laughs> <laughs> this was everything. I screamed. I was like, this is groundbreaking. It was a good surprise. It was incredible. Kathy goes, who the hell is that? <laughs> Was she there? The, was she under the table <laughs> Fucking Melissa Etheridge she? sashays down the stairwell, and everyone goes, ah! And Kyle goes, oh, no! Don't tell me that you're not telling... Oh, my God, oh, my God. And then, and then Sutton goes, oh, she's my girl crush. She is my girl crush. <laughs> and this is where I have to get very vulnerable and say that this did make me cry. <laughs> It was this performance genuinely made me cry and it also got very nostalgic for me because i will never forget watching um kimberly caldwell on season two of american idol sing come to my window at her audition and i didn't know the song american idol like early seasons taught me everything about older music and so i immediately went on like limewire and looked up come to my window and i listened to it all the time in like sixth grade and it was just the best and i was oh and melissa sounded unbelievable oh she said it really just transported me i was really crying i was really crying as it continued just to reach you two-time grammy winner melissa she's belting it out of mendocino farms the best performance anyone, any of these people have ever seen. Ever. Come to my window. And I love Crystal, like, kind of vaguely. Like, she's, like, too young, maybe. Yeah. So, like, she's kind of like, eh. okay. But all the women are just like, ah! Yeah, watching women vibe to music of their youth is really powerful to me. I, I think, like, not only was Melissa sounding so beautiful, but also watching those women be transported to, like, their 20s. Lilith Fair. Really really beautiful really beautiful to see like it was it was a sisterhood for them to like get so excited about like another celebrity is also incredibly endearing i'm so thankful that except for garcelle (laughs) me too he would have made it all about him he would have tried to sing along he would have tried to harmonize diana was like who is this who is this woman Who's this woman? <laughs> I also love like there's one point where you see everyone like loving it, and then it, you see Garcelle just like very calm, and I was like, "This is amazing." Garcelle goes to sudden she goes, "You should go get a picture with her." <gasps> yeah, just do it afterwards. And I was like, "This is incredible." <laughs> like, it's not moving the needle for Garcelle. It's okay. Oh. Did you see that? Um, it was because the Breakfast Club, the radio show, like stopped, and there was a clip of Machine Gun Kelly freestyling for Charlemagne. No. And he was like, "How can you tell me that's not good?" And Charlemagne goes, "Just doesn't move me, man." And I was like, "Damn, that's so good." Right? It just doesn't move me. Rinna finally admits why she's been. They had, you know, they they all kind of Melissa brings them together. Basically, they all take a photo with her. It's she's a good sport about it. 
She's like, oh, thank you, everyone. And speaking in her Jodie Foster kind of way. Yeah. And Kyle fully Kyle fully gets in front of Sutton. Sutton is so excited to get next to Melissa in the picture. And then Kyle, if you look at the picture, Kyle fully goes right in front of Sutton. So you can barely see Sutton's head peeking out. It's like, Kyle. Classic youngest child. You don't support women. No. That picture was also horrific i was like this is what happens when you ask like uh like uh, the man to like take a picture and you just all end up looking ghoulish (laughs) you're like would you want this posted of you like would you like it's like he just did not i was like i knew when they handed rob the phone i was like this picture is not going to be no he's giving no he doesn't have what it takes to like pull this off he's giving dad directives he's going work it ladies no no keep your eye focused what is this get the angle tell them where the light is like maybe move them closer together like have an artist's eye you're in the lion king director yeah, like Come on. I know that you know. I know that you know what looks good and what looks bad. So they all kind of have this Lilith Fair moment. Everyone's happy, and then Rena goes, "Yo, my mom's things arrived today. Ah! Pictures of me as a child. Pictures of her young. It's very hard." She's sounding more and more like Mickey Mouse. Yes, and when she's crying, her face is the amount of filler that is in Lisa Rena now is really, really not helping her acting journey because i was like oh she actually is crying because in the previews it looked like it was very lisa by barlow like arid nothing but she is fully crying you just can't tell because her face doesn't move in any sort of normal way that a face moves to cry she also is doing like the sounds of a panic attack, but is completely able to come in and out of it, which I'm like, okay, are you judging this up a little bit? There's no snot. There's no like anything that the level of crying that she was trying to make us buy from her comes with was not there. And I don't know if that's partly acting or partly what the filler has done to the musculature of her face. But I was finding it very fascinating from a scientific standpoint to witness. Same. I was looking really closely to try and find the wetness or slick of tears. And I was like, okay, there is some, there's some, there are tears happening. But again, I was like, you're acting right now. A tear went sort of plink onto the table I think she was like mm-hmm. sort of trying to keep any tears going forward so that she wouldn't mess up her makeup. I think that was the most important <laughs> thing of the moment. Rin is basically becoming the lip that Wendy Williams played on The Masked Singer, singing Native <laughs> New Yorker. Like, she, so in this moment, she was like that lip, but just frozen. Yeah. Just, and all the women come and comfort her, and she's like, it's just hard. It's hard. And then Kathy Hilton just goes, <laughs> She wipes away one little... T- Kathy always cries. She always does one little... Yeah. She's deeply moved. Like, she was crying more than Rinna was crying. And Kathy crying made me think, like, okay, this is actually real on some level. This isn't... It is an act, but it, there is also some sort of reality. But also, I guess, Kathy, the mom's death 
big Kathy's death is like such a trigger point that I'm sure you wouldn't take much to get Kathy to emote. Yeah. Kathy's childlike in a lot of ways. Like Asher. But they all sort of, it's kind of like a beautiful like Renaissance painting. Like it's, it's like very, it's just a gorgeous, again, the, the themes of this episode were so clear, like Melissa Etheridge, women coming together, like coming to each other's windows. Yes. And Sutton is like begging to be a punching bag. Sutton's like, well, look, I can take it. It's like, Sutton, no, you don't have to go that far. You don't, you can just be like, yeah, let's put everything down. But instead Sutton's like, well, yeah, I can take it. Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, Keep sticking little pins in me all you want. I get it. I get it. Maybe I deserve it on some level. That's why my dad killed himself. Like, there's so much darkness in Sutton's, like, need to be around people that continually make her feel like shit. You gotta investigate. She wants to be destroyed by someone. Yeah. Maybe Erica should be Sutton's fucking dominatrix. Sutton wants it. She should. That should be the Much like, yeah, much like Erica, she has... A yearning for pain. Yeah. I have a love-hate with pain. I love it, and I also hate it. (laughs) Yeah, I want, like, I want a painting. Just Rinna with the dress at the center of it all, being comforted by a gaggle of women. It was really amazing. And yet, those two charity ambassadors were still sitting off to the side, clutching each other. And then the dentist and his wife... Who I was like, why are you guys so shocked? Like, you must know, like, have an idea more of who these people are and, like, what they're about kind of vibe. So you say. So you say. So you say. Wow. That was a, it was a beautiful episode. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping Aspen is soon because the next week's preview, we don't, we don't see anything about it, but I know it's coming soon because it's winter. Um, I'm just, I'm, I need to know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I'm hoping things don't end up on the cutting room floor. Like I'm hoping it doesn't end up being just like an episode because the drama surrounding it feels like it's worthy of like a real trip experience of a three episode arc. These women, I, I timestamps. I want like o- Real Housewives of OC in Ireland level or like Iceland. Like I want that where it's just like complete chaos. I think this combination of women is really exciting because it's the first year in so long that the Fox Force 5 hasn't been completely dominating everything. Like they've had one common villain every season and now it just feels like anyone could be the villain any episode. And that's what I love. There are enough people in their own little clique and Crystal is floating around and decides when she wants to be with Miss Diana, lip liquor extraordinaire and (laughs) with Garcelle and Sutton, who she did a whole LA Times like cover story so with. Like weird. Crystal is fully playing every side she wants to. But we love to see it. Yeah, when she I would rather see that and see her really come into like, I am an alpha and I will go wherever I want to go. I will make whatever move I want to make on this chessboard. I would rather see that than when she 
is playing like I'm just the young, like sweet one. Like, no, she looked so hot at the black and gold in that. Like she was so, she looked so stunning. And I was like, yes, I want you to be this. I want you to be this type of housewife. That's like, I'm walking in, I'm the youngest and hottest. And like, do you have a problem with it? And you're sort of embarrassing to me. Like these women are being sort of embarrassing to me. That kind of stuff is so much better than when she plays young and innocent and like scared of these women and deferential to these women. Yeah, she's definitely still figuring it out. I was laughing earlier when we were talking about her because I was just like, imagine being like the alpha dog female your entire life. And then signing up for this show where you're like, it might be like expecting the same thing, then only to realize that the alpha female of this group that you must kiss the ring of is Kyle Richards. God! That is truly hell. Hell. And I get like why she was clutching and why she went like the victim route because what you like can't she's figure you've got to figure out how to handle kyle yeah she kyle's like the final boss before you she's bowser start to like climb the (laughs) the ladder yeah yeah you have to get her under your thumb somehow and i think crystal's doing a good job of it by like being friends with kathy first and like coming in through the kathy door very smart yeah i would be really thrown having to like pay my respects to kiss the ring kyle is the one person from her season of ultimate girls trip that like came out looking less cool like so many other women on that season like who come off as nightmares all the time like ramona came off like we already know she's a nightmare she was a nightmare throughout but there are people like kenya or whatever that you would assume would be like the biggest bitch in the world that came off so cool and fun and kyle came off so boring and annoying and a fucking dweeb a fucking dweeb i miss kyle's old nose (laughs) i love that's a perfect way to conclude this episode (laughs) the flashback of her with her nose like dressings on really that did something for me yeah i need more plastic surgery yeah Natalie. natalie Thank you so much for being on the pod. This was so fun. It was a joy to have you. This is my dream come true. Do you, what do you have? You, so you you do a regular show, right? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I am like working on editing everything for it to do like a new version of it soon. But the main thing that would be fun for anyone listening to this, who is in New York is on August 28th. Um, Alex better is putting together a live read of the dinner party from hell episode at come, out, at come on everybody in brooklyn and i'm gonna be allison dubois <gasps> the blueprint guys you don't want to miss this great cast that is a dream cast a dream episode so go see that and you can follow natalie on instagram at natalie walker and on twitter i am off twitter i deactivated twitter it broke my brain too hard but instagram i'm at yeah instagram i'm at and walks so i'll be there follow her and thank you so much again for coming can people get tickets to your show are there tickets available the next one isn't announced live reading the housewives yes the housewives tickets are available i just on come on everybody brooklyn 
com or something whatever the uh, their official website is they'll be there we'll link yeah. to it in the description for all the heads yeah bye natalie thanks again it's a pleasure bye.